0: Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture, where your hosts, Chris and Corey, prepare for dissension.
1: I guess it's easy to say that you're kind of like, out of the us, out of our duo, you're more of the Sega guy, and I'm more of the Nintendo guy, right? Um is that fair to say?
0: What I'll say is that I probably just know more about Sega. Uh, I'm still, yeah. I still love Nintendo. Sega is what I started off with. I had to pick up Nintendo it's as roots. I went. That's where my roots are, my roots are placed.
1: It's opposite for me. Yeah. It's opposite for me. So I picked up Nintendo when I was like three. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I still, I don't know why, but I still vividly, I mean, we've talked about it before because the whole fantasy zone conversation, I was like, I remember fantasy playing fantasy zone as a kid. And, uh, cause my parents one year for, uh, income tax, they got a Nintendo and then it must've been like the year before the super Nintendo came out. Cause I remember us not having that Nintendo very long. And then we got the super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And uh, but one of the games I remember playing nonstop, even me and my my whenever I go to my cousin's house too, he had a Nintendo as well. Was Super Mario Three, right? And we played, we just played and played Super Mario Three. It was just we loved it. Like I think that was, I think I might, I remember Super Mario Three more than I, and I'm pro, I probably played Super Mario Bros, which is the first one, and Super Mario Two. I probably played those first, but I remember Three, like Three was my jam. Like, I will ride and die with 3 being... I will say 3 is probably one of the... My, it's my best, like, my favorite of the original. Like, I would say 1, 2, 3, and World. I would say it's my favorite of the 4.
0: I consider Super Mario Bros. 3, like, in my top 10 of best video games of all time.
1: It's it's like a masterpiece. There
0: is no <laughs> match to it. On the NES no. of the 8-bit
1: saga, There's there's no comparison whatsoever there it the music like it was music was done by koji kondo and he even he even stated that it was he even says it to this day that it was the most it was the hardest soundtrack for him to come up with Mm -hmm. it was the hardest music uh but the reason that we bring all of this up is because there was a video that came out about three days ago on the gaming historians youtube channel great and great channel Very good channel, yes. And it's basically, it's called The Story of Super Mario 3. And it's about a 50-minute, like, little documentary where they go into... We were talking about this before we started recording. All the information that you get from this isn't really for Chris and I, because we kind of know a lot of it, so a lot of it wasn't, like, new to us or anything. But it helped refresh our memory on a lot of stuff. But if you ever wanted to start like getting into like learning more about like game history and stuff, this is a great video to start off with. You know, it goes into the history of Nintendo starting off. It goes into the history of Mario one, Mario two, uh, Doki Doki panic. It goes into the team that Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, what was it called? Something. Uh, what, what was the team he was on? I watched R&D the video. 4? They say it like, there we go. R and D four. Yeah. And, uh, but it was a team of ten guys that were just like they there were guy like they hadn't even been got been working for Nintendo for a while. Some of them weren't. And like that was their dream. Like that was their dream back in like 87 to work with Nintendo. Yeah. And you just got this dream team that came together of uh Shigeru Miyamoto, uh Koji Kondo. I don't have the full list right here. Uh yeah. But you just got it it kind of feels like it was like a Ghostbuster situation where you had everybody in the right room at the right time, mm-hmm. and except they were in the room a lot longer than uh, anybody else probably was. These guys probably pulled like twelve hour to fifteen hour. There were some times where it said in the documentary that Shigeru Miyamoto just worked all night. Yep. And like worked and then worked right into the next day. I think a couple of the level designers were just like, Yeah, it's it was really fun to be a part of Mario 3, but it was agonizing at points, like to create levels and stuff like that. They
0: would say that they would have to make their designs for a stage and then wait for the next day to mm-hmm. see it like actually implemented into the game. And then even then, there are yep. bugs in it. Like, yep, they would sit there with grid paper and just start tracing over their level designs and then they'd have to put those bricks into the game it's it's a fascinating thing I love learning about um, debugging and video game design mm. especially during the 8-bit and 16bit era because it's it amazing is, it's so simple like comparatively yeah. it is so simple but it's the most complex bullshit with the hardware that they had like yeah it's, it's
1: simple now <laughs> oh yeah like you can go you can go into photoshop and just like make eight bit sprites if you want to but back then they were just like they didn't have that shit no it's like, we gotta draw this
0: like we're to the stage where we're emulating the same shit like i think flash games but flash games is really more prevalent during the time that we were in like middle school high school like people yeah, going into fucking unity days. actually making these type of games and yeah just back then, it would take them days
1: just going yeah. over the same I mean, thing. I mean, shit, I've seen uh, Ocarina of Time in Unity. Like, I've seen crazy shit that people probably have not even put a quarter of the time that Miyamoto and his team had to put into this stuff. And one-man teams. But, uh, yeah, yeah. This is a, this was a 10-man team, and you see people nowadays are like, I mean, we've met indie developers that created games in Unity, and they're just like, yeah, I just did this in my free time. And you're just like, wow, this is crazy with the technology that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will argue that it's even crazier to watch these game developers. And that's why these guys are legends of like video game developing is because they made these masterpieces with basically caveman tools in the world of technology.
0: It's not only that, just the cultural impact that it's had, um, not just necessarily yeah. in Japan, but also in the United States Super Mario Brothers 3 proved that the Nintendo Entertainment System wasn't a fad toy. It was here to stay.
1: Because no, a lot of people would look at it, they're like, oh, it's a toy, so it's just going to go away. It's like, mm-hmm. no. I mean, at one point in America, when uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 finally like came out in America, I believe it was in like 22%. I, I can't remember if it was the Nintendo or this game specifically, was in 22% of all homes in the United States at the time.
0: The NES. There was the NES that's that was in twenty two percent of all homes, one in five. That's crazy. Which that's crazy. That's a that's a milestone in Japan because they said one in five homes had an NES, uh, had a Famicom, but mm-hmm. when by the time the Super Mario Brothers three came over, remember they were also competing with the PC Engine, uh, or mm-hmm. I should say the turbografx sixteen in the United States. Which by the way, that's another super underrated console. Like everyone should be looking into that shit.
1: I haven't delved much into that,
0: dude. The PC Engine is way ahead of its time when when it started oh, coming yeah? out. Uh, just in your free time, check out a few of the games that came out. We're talking like uh, comparable to some arcade games. Like it's yeah. It's well, that in good. this
1: in this video, they show they show off some of the PC Engine games, and I was mm-hmm. like, damn, for at the time. That's really good. Like I think there was like a karate game or something like that. I was like, "Wow, that looks almost like halfway to like Mortal Kombat, like the way it looks and all that stuff." Like it looks real good. Yeah, and it was competing
0: uh, with that and also the Sega Genesis was on the horizon. I think yep. Sega Genesis I believe came out in 1989. So, they yes. had to make a game that can hold over the market and have them wait for the Super Nintendo.
1: Yeah. I don't think Sonic was created yet, but no. Sega was still doing their thing. But no, this game is just like, it's really awesome. Like if you watch this video, like I said, go check out the Gaming Historian's YouTube channel. And this this video just goes so in depth with it. It talks about the cultural impact that Mario 3 had. Uh, it talks about like why they made certain de- decisions. Because in Japan, Mario 1 and 2 were beloved. Like they loved it. Uh, even though Mario 2 got a little bit more harsh criticism because it was basic, it looked exactly like almost identical to the first game. And uh, its difficulty curve was insane. And it's one of the reasons why it did not get greenlit uh, to come into America because they were just like, they were not going to. The guy, I can't remember the guy's name that was approving the games and all that stuff, but he was like, no, I can't greenlight this because it's too hard. Fucking like, Howard Phillips. Gonna, that's right. He uh, he said it was he's like, it's too hard. It's going to be a commercial disaster if we try to release this over here because no one's going to buy it. So actually, uh, one of the guys on uh, Miyamoto's team was working on Doki Doki Panic and they just looked at it. They're like, oh, we could just make this into a Mario game. And that's how Mario America's Mario 2 came to be. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, I still but, refer to Howard Phillips as uh, the first salt boy. Cause,
1: <laughs> yeah, because he couldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> he couldn't beat it.
0: No, granted, Mario, Super Mario Bros. 2 is a hard fucking game. I don't care what it is. It's says.
1: hard. The first mushroom, you're so, enti- like, not entitled, but your brain is so, like, built on, like, I need to get every mushroom in this game. Because either, one, it's a power-up, or, two, it's going to give me an extra life. And the first mushroom in that game kills you. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, you. as a child, I was like, I... I have been lied to and cheated <laughs> to like this is I autom- I was like that's bull cuz I was like I've always liked the color purple and I was like oh cool I think Google's okay, Google. talking to you. Oh, that's fucking creepy. Shut up. What is it? Sorry. Google, shut up. <laughs> oh, it picked up that's lol that's fucking creepy and it says I'm sorry. <laughs> that's You guys okay. heard it anyway. Uh, but no, Mario 3, like just the the designs, because they had to revamp everything. Mm-hmm. They had to like Mario, Luigi, enemies. Uh, a lot of the enemies in this game have really cool backstories because it revolves around things that happen in the developers lives. Like the Chomp Chomps were a part. I think it was Miyamoto had a bad experience with a neighbor dog. So that's where the Chomp Chomps came from. Uh the booze were from one of the developers' wives where she was super shy, but whenever he would come home late, she would like get really mad at yeah, him yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. So that shit's really cool. Just even the naming of like the Koopa kids and all that stuff, too. Uh but I'll have to say like this is pro this is my favorite Mario. I've always loved this game. I love how it looks like it's a stage play instead of just like a normal game. This game, like I said, do yourself a favor. Uh, like I said, 50 minutes. It's a good little video just to, like, chill out to... Kind of even just have on in the background because you can just kind of listen to everything. But this is a game that when me and my wife finally do have a child, this is one of the first games I'm going to introduce them to it and just let them play it. Yeah. Like, that's one of the reasons, like, I love having, like, starting, like, a video game collection and having a retro pie and all that stuff because I'm going to start my kids off on the games that I started off on. Mm-hmm. And... This will be one of the, this is always, this game will always be in, like, my top five favorite games of all time. Absolutely. Like, I love this game. Uh I think one of, the, like, I think after all the ports and, like, all that stuff, I think it's gross, like, $30 million total, like, with the Game Boy Advance and the Super Nintendo port and, like, all of the ports. So. But, yeah, do yourself a favor. Check this out. And, uh. I Um, I, I just want to play this game now. So
0: as of 2011, Super Mario Brothers three remains the highest grossing non bundled home video game to date, having grossed one point seven billion dollars adjusted for
1: inflation. That is nuts, man. I mean, you even got when you bought the game, you got a note from the developers saying like thank you. Like that shit's awesome. I wish more uh, games would do that. It'd be like, "Thank you for buying our game. We I put think, a lot of fucking heart and soul in this."
0: I think the last game that I played that had that in like a physical copy cuz indie developers, you know, they're they do that. But for like corporations and shit like that, I think CD mm-hmm. Project Red was the last one to do that for The Witcher 3. Which is Oh, did it, they? Yeah, they did. It's pretty fucking dope.
1: That's cool. Just a little small touches like that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, the the video also goes. I didn't even bring it up. Uh, it goes into the Wizard, the movie with Fred Dur, not Fred Durst, uh, Fred Durst, Fred Savage, Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah, Fred, uh, Fred Savage, and uh, I don't know the other actors' names, but that's where the whole it's so bad with the power glove and all. I I have never seen that movie. I've never seen the Wizard. I've seen clips, and I want to say that that was also the first
0: time that I saw Super Mario Brothers Three. You're not the only one. Yeah, granted, I probably saw that movie much later, like maybe in like 1992,
1: 93. Uh, I need to go back and watch it. I've never sat down and watched it. So, but I don't know. We'll see. Scotty's probably going to chastise me for that. So, (laughs) but that's all I got for that. Just go check out the Gaming Historian's YouTube channel and check that out. And not only that, there's like tons of other cool. If you like this stuff like we do, Mm -hmm. you'll find like, this is the type of shit that I can just binge watch all day. I yeah, love this stuff. We
0: we I like to think we both do, but uh I enjoy a lot of gaming documentaries, both mm. uh factual and also opinion-based. So right. if you ever want like a recommendation on somebody to follow, someone to watch, just drop it in the yeah. Discord, man. I've got yeah. hundreds
1: of them. I even like Did You Know Gaming. Like I'll watch those videos that's too. That's where like, I, I got just,
0: started on it.
1: That's where I got started yeah. too was this like, oh, this is a Did you know gaming about Pokemon like, or Did I you think Know they Gaming started, about Sonic?
0: Yeah, I think they started off as a Tumblr profile. And they'd have like these little yeah. uh, image stills of like Did you Know? X, Y, and Z. And then they their first video came out. And I wanna say it was a it was a Legend of Zelda. I wanna say You're that, that was
1: right. The first one. I I remember seeing those like I saw those first was did you know and it'd be just one little fact and Mm -hmm. then they're like let's make a video with all these facts in it and uh, I think the guy that created that his name is Shane and he's part of Normal Boots I believe. Yeah they came out with a book. Did they?
0: Yeah they came out with a book and I think I missed the Kickstarter for that but uh, Uh, it's supposed to be like right on the same level as Pat the NES Punk's ultimate guide to nintendo and ultimate guide to super oh nintendo. nice
1: it's pretty dope check that out then. yeah uh if you do like this video uh i don't know if the gaming historian has a sonic one but he does go into at the end of this video about the console wars yeah and if you want to know more about the console wars you need to check out the novel console wars you got it right there who's the art who's the blake j harris yeah man yeah check that book out if you ever want to see like if you ever want to read about some really good information about sega nintendo that will be your ticket right there so right on that's all i've got for that so let's go into our weeks let's do it yep uh my week i have not been doing much this week uh I did uh, make a big purchase today. Uh, We went to Best Buy, and I got all the TVs that I bought and all that stuff. I got the 65-inch that I wanted for my office. We got the 55-inch for the kitchen. Uh, I got some shit from a couple people in the (laughs) street. Yeah, we were talking (laughs)
0: about that on Thursday Night Throwdown, and you was just like, yeah, I just need a 55-inch for my fucking kitchen. I'm like, fucking why? (laughs) My kitchen –
1: Look, I kind of like it because I watch a lot of recipes like I especially when I'm like cooking a recipe, I like to watch it over and over again and listen to it cuz I I don't ever write the recipes down, which I should start doing. I just like watch the YouTube videos. And my wife was like, "Oh, I want one in the kitchen too." But by the way, our, our, it's not just our kitchen. Our kitchen and dining room is like one big long room. So, but My wife wanted it, and I also kind of wanted it, so I used her wanting it as justification for me to go buy it. So, uh, But while I was at it, I was like, I guess I'll buy the 32-inch that I needed for my arcade cabinet because I'm just going to put it all on the Best Buy credit card and finance that shit for two years with no interest. And I, I was like, hey, you know what? While we're at it, I need a solid state for my PlayStation 4. So they had solid states for like $119 for a one terabyte. That's so that's what they they were like sixty dollars off, and uh, my PlayStation Four right now is currently doing the backup on the to the external solid state, and then I'm gonna transfer it all over, and I will get back to with you with you on how fast the loading times are on Monster Hunter. Okay, because that's probably the I've seen loading times like I can't remember. Someone had uh, on Twitter had posted a video where it was like loading times are anywhere between like. 20 to 25 seconds, maybe a little bit longer. Solid States was like 9 to 10 seconds. <laughs> like that's it's crazy. Let, that's the worst part about Monster Hunter, is just waiting for your quests to load. My so.
0: my biggest regret this console generation is not getting the 0.5 consoles. Like I didn't get the PS4 Pro and I didn't get the Xbox One X. And it's like I I always had the opportunity to do so, but I always just mm. spent my money on something else. That, right. you know, I probably haven't gotten around to doing and I missed out on like the, the 4K resolution upscales and I missed out on yeah. the faster loading times and, you know, all the cool other shit. And now I'm at the point where I'm just like, I'm not going to buy this shit when the <laughs> PS5 and the Xbox Series X Xbox is... It's, it's, yeah, you no, tried it's to cough. No, Xbox. No, no, no. You it's tried to the... cough and then you stopped because you laughed
1: and you couldn't... <laughs> It's the Xbox now.
0: It's the Xbox sex. It's what we agreed on.
1: That's what it'll always be to yeah. us. But no, I have an interesting interesting story with my first PlayStation. I bought a PlayStation 4 because I worked at, like I said, Hastings Entertainment, and we had a used one come in. And I tested it, and it worked fine and all that. And I think I ended up getting that one for like with my discount for like 180 at the time. And uh, it worked great for a while, but then after about a year and a half, it started overheating. And uh, that was the reason I bought a PlayStation 4 Pro. And then once I bought the 4 Pro, I was able to fix the other one. So now we just have two PlayStation 4s. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But no, yeah, I'm excited to do that. Uh, Speaking of Monster Hunter, I'm pretty sure yesterday I remember playing at like 2 in the afternoon and I stopped playing... 10 p.m i played monster hunter for like almost eight hours straight <laughs> it's that new rate it's that new siege quest man like it is addicting and just like well what happened was i was like i'm gonna get on there because someone on twitter it's a person on twitter named zelda hunter and uh they're a big monster like they play monster Hunter a lot and uh they opened their a room up and i was like cool i'll jump in and see if you know anybody's in there i was like one of the first people in there So I was like, cool. So we just started doing the quest over and over again. We had more people coming in. It started going a lot easier. So we were just like down in the monster after like two attempts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool. And next thing I know, it's like six o'clock. And I was like, shit, I got things I need to do. And then like I went and fed the cats and um, I finished up dinner and I just came back and played even more. And I was just like, oh, my God, it's really, really cool. Uh, The new uh, uh, Winter Joy Festival started yesterday, too where they've introduced some new event quests and they've introduced some new layered armors and stuff like that you got uh they introduced a strider uh a strider cloth scarf
0: oh the strider heated
1: cloth yeah and uh it's a helmet and uh it's actually not bad it's got some if you're going into the skills that it has it's got some cool stuff there's one you remember the big uh monkey that you saw you're like who dis uh there's an arena quest where you fight two of those motherfuckers at the same time. And uh, if you beat it and you accumulate four of the buff tokens or the buff uh, tickets, you can uh, get the buff body armor where it's just you in your ar- like in a loincloth that just buff as shit. <laughs> and if you're a chick, it makes you like buff and thick as shit too. So I was just like Yo, because that, that quest is a throwback to the original Monster Hunter games. One of the final bosses in one of the Freedom games was you had to beat two Rajong in the arena by yourself because it was an offline quest only. And it was terrible. But this new one you can do online and it's just goofy. But that's some of the cool. And then there's got they got like stuff for your Palico and all that stuff. But I've yeah, got to ask, is that a te- pig piggy bank that you have in the back over there?
0: That's a Batman piggy bank. It's a Batman piggy bank on top shelf. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Because I've been looking at so, it. Right here? Yeah. Hold on. Spider-Man or Batman piggy bank.
0: I've been lied to.
1: My brother bought me this like 10 years ago. I haven't been. You haven't been lied to. You just didn't. You dumb. You dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just oh. i couldn't identify the colors i thought it was red and black or pink and black and i'm just like is that is that pig? whatever
1: no uh besides that what have i been to? oh well thursday night thursday night we played uh third strike that was great and it was pretty it was pretty fun uh we had a we started getting a lot more people in the discord and we just we were just playing and talking. It was basically like a podcast where we were just playing fighting games with Scotty and Brett and Kusanagi and all that stuff. You were there, but you weren't playing. But you you were like, I got work to do. And then you're like, let me jump in this Discord and yeah. talk shit on these guys.
0: No, it was a good time.
1: <laughs> but no, Third Strike's Third strikes always fun. I'm just really bad at it and got to get better at it. Uh, I did play a little bit of Shovel Knight Showdown. So how is it? It's good. It's kind of like a it's it's a it's a smash clone, kind of like a 2D smash clone. Uh, you have different modes that you can do. Uh, one reminded me of Power Stone because it's like, hey, collect 12 gems and you can kill people and get their gems. And when they die, they drop their gems. And when you get 12 gems, you win the round. Uh, there's just a regular it's called showdown mode, which is just smash mode where you have a certain amount of li- uh, lives and you just attack people. There's parries in this game. Like there's not parries it's counters there's a dedicated counter button where if you see someone coming in to hit you you can, it won't do damage to the opposing player but it knocks them back really far. You don't take any damage from that, do you? No 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 no. Ne- okay. Neither person takes damage but it does stun the oppo- opposing player for a second and like p- pushes them back. Okay. So there's a, all the levels and the music are in the game uh or from the game, like the main storyline, they're in the, the showdown stage. You can play as, I think you could pick Shovel Knight, you could pick uh, Black Knight, Polar Knight, Spectre Knight, Plague Knight, uh, Shield Knight. You can pick, there, there's a lot, there's a pretty good roster. I always wanted different... to
0: play as Polar Knight.
1: Polar Knight is hilarious because he's just the biggest sprite.
0: I know. That's why I want to play as him. Like, Playing Shovel Knight, he was always my favorite one. I just thought that he was. What's like funny is,
1: cool. what's funny is for his sprite, they uh, he is the one, one of the few sprites in the game that could not exist on the Nintendo if they tried to go back and do that because one of his color, his color palettes, not in the Nintendo database like hmm. the NES database. They had to make like a specific kind of beige for him.
0: So. You know about the NES uh, port to Shovel Knight, right? Mm-mm. So there was a dude on Twitter that showed off a no shit Shovel Knight NES port. Really? Yeah, go check that out. You could tell that it's it's been downgraded a little bit. Um, like graphics wise, it looks really really similar. But when you listen to the music, uh, there's a lot missing. So I was curious to know if they were going to start maybe some sort of distribution of that, which I would totally buy into, just to see like how much they were able to cut over.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm we'll gonna have to look more into it because I I, t- I typed in Shovel Knight NES port and it's not pulling it up automatically. It's just pulling up threads. I'm saying like why Shovel Knight couldn't run on a real Nintendo or and all that stuff. So, but I'll look it up. That's let interesting.
0: Me, yeah, let me see if I uh, had retweeted it and I'll forward it to you.
1: Okay. Shovel Knight isn't my fucking jam, man. I got the new... Uh, when I was getting the TVs, I added in uh, the sh- the golden Shovel Knight Amiibo came out. And then the triple pack Amiibo that finally came out of Specter Knight, Plague Knight, and King Knight. Yeah, And I was like, yeah, I gotta get that. Oh, I think I messaged you. I was like, yeah, I, I found... I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get this Sonic plushie. It's a kind of cool-looking plushie. And I get there, and she's grabbing it from the back. And I was like, that's a fucking silver plushie. And she Did comes you- up, and she... Did you buy it? Well, I was like, hey, you know, this was supposed to be Sonic. He's a blue a blue guy. And she goes, oh, okay, let me check it out. And she goes and, like, starts looking at it. She goes, so the thing is, all of these plushies have the same SKU number. And they don't – this was the only one that was left. And I was like, okay, can I just, like, take it off the order and get a refund or something? And she's like, yeah, let me see if I can do that. And she did it. And she goes – well, it's 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 going to try and make me refund the entire order. So I was like, just give it to me and I'll take it back at another time. So there is a silver plushie sitting on my couch right now and I kind of want to burn it. But I also want my twelve dollars back. So that's
0: probably like the best use of that silver plushie is just like probably. throwing it in
1: your fireplace. Just get rid yeah. of it. Just get rid of it. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. Let's, what did we play Tuesday night? What did I stream Tuesday night? The Monster Hunter. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking surprise. You streamed Monster Hunter. Yeah, because I asked, I got clearance from Scotty. I was like, does anyone oppose to me just playing Monster Hunter tonight? Because I just really want to play Monster Hunter. And they were like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Jesus, man, that must have been a forgettable session. So, <laughs> I mean, you played uh, for was, two
0: and a half hours. That's what we yeah, got out I just, of you.
1: Just been playing Monster Hunter non-stop. I jumped on Pokemon because I saw some, uh guy I follow on Twitter. He hosts a lot of shiny raids. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, sure. I'll jump in and get a free shiny Togekiss. So I jumped in and got that. No, but other than that, just Christmas shopping, doing all that shit. That's been not so much hell, but it's just like I've got so much going on on my, on my plate right now that I like, I'm like, did I get a gift for everybody? And I feel like I'm always forgetting shit and all that stuff. But no, haven't been playing a whole bunch of different games this week. I plan to do that more at the beginning of the year and all that stuff. So that's all I got. Right on.
0: Uh, I, I was busy this week doing a lot of things, but it, I didn't do like a wide array of things. I really just focused my time. A few mm. weeks ago, I had not weeks ago, maybe... A few months ago I had talked about a game called Knights of Tartarus. It is a Game Boy color inspired game. It reminds me a lot of like a cross between the Legend of Zelda Oracle of Ages and Seasons and Dragon Quest. Maybe with like okay. a little bit of a taste of Pokemon Gold, but it's it's like very minute. Okay. Just like aesthetic wise, like the experience bar and certain menus and shit like that. But Knights of Tartarus is this you, you play as this knight and you have to go track down these these four big bads so that you can go find. I want to say his name is uh, Baphomet or Bahamut or whatever his fucking name is. It's not really all that important.
1: Kind of like how the first Final Fantasy was a little bit.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's very by the numbers, so to say. OK, uh, it's got a little bit of elements from The Legend of Zelda. You have to find like certain key items to get through the dungeon uh, a lot of the monsters like reoccur. So you'll fight one enemy, but it's like level three. You'll fight this mm-hmm. bat. And then you meet the bat again. I'm like, Oh, he's not that bad. And then he learns hyper fang and fucking one shots you. And now you're <laughs> diseased and you have to go get healed. I'm like, this is bullshit. Uh, there's also like no shop in this game. So you have to hope that when you kill one of the enemies, they drop materials and then you have mm. to go to this one shop, not shop, but you have to go to this one like craftsman in the beginning town, which is super annoying because there's no fast travel. So you have to walk mm. your way all the way back and be like, hey, so I have this wood and I have this string. What can you make me? I will. He's going to you... MacGyver you something. Yeah. And he's like, how about this? Uh, this wooden armor. There you go. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's, it's dumb. Yeah, it's funny. it's
0: stupid dumb, uh, but it's it's interesting. It, it reminds me like those old school RPGs where it's mm. like the one on one fight. Um, you know, you can only learn. I you could either pick a fighter or a mage. The fighter can only learn three skills, and they all suck. Uh, this is the first time that I've ever played an RPG, and when you level up, some of your stats may go down. That's some fucking bullshit.
1: That's stupid.
0: It it is dumb. It's only happened like once or twice. But when it happened, I, I like audibly screamed at my TV. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's an appropriate reaction.
0: Yeah, like just how. Um, like this is bullshit. Yeah. Other than that, there's there's one other thing that I really like about it. Uh. Every five levels, you get a skill point, and you can also find items in the overworld that gives you skill points. And then you just drop them into uh, these four categories. So you got the the fighter, the defender, the saint, and the rogue. And the more points that you put into like the fighter, uh, you can start. Oh, you can now do a combo attack, which just means you know when you attack, you hit the A button repeatedly to do as much damage as you can. Uh, or you can start wounding people and they have bleeding damage over time. If you pick the Saint, uh, there's this one skill where it's like you can't be poisoned or you can't you have resistance against poison and some other sh- uh, status ailments. I'm like, that's fucking dope because right now I'm getting poisoned out the asshole.
1: <laughs> uh, that's the worst place to be poisoned. No, it's, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but it's it's cool. It's everything that I wish a Game Boy game was. It's just... 25 30 years too late. What's uh, it on? Uh Steam. It's a Steam oh, game. On Steam. It's just a Steam game. Okay. So, it's not for everybody. It's for people that, you know, are into indie games and like playing weird shit. Um I would I would recommend it, but with a caveat. What's it called again? It's called Knights of Tartarus.
1: Knights of Turds.
0: In fact, okay, no. it's in your Steam library.
1: Oh, is it because you have it? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, this is a Game Boy game. <laughs> this is totally a game. It's got really good positive reviews, though. So. It's it appeals to
0: a very small demographic, but the people within that demographic are really going to enjoy it
1: for what it is. Oh wait does it have does it have the first person battle system like Earthbound and Undertale? Those are the ones I could never get to into as a kid. I like the Final Fantasy, Mario RPG style.
0: Is that what you started off with?
1: Yeah, I started off with those.
0: So it was yeah. the same for me. I didn't really start getting used to the the facing thing until mm. Dragon Warrior. Like when I started uh, playing okay. Dragon Warrior, that's when I got into it. And what, when It's really a $20
1: game. <laughs>
0: it's not a $20 game. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that. it's not.
1: I'm going to do a fucking video
0: (laughs) this week. You just reminded me of the other bullshit that went on. This week has been a week of like every single fucking storefront sucks because they're trying to price gouge the entire fucking community. I go to a goddamn second in Charles, which for you, the equivalent would be a fucking Hastings. And they have Bayonetta two first print for 50 fucking dollars. I almost lost my shit.
1: Like we started yelling.
0: No, we we talked about it. Months ago, and like when you find somebody who's obviously price gouging, like do you confront them? Because you say you you speak up, you say something to the owner.
1: I have in the past, yes.
0: And I and I don't because I believe that if that person or if that company is going to price their games uh, over what the expected value should be. That they pay the consequence, and that's the reason why they have four copies of first print Bayonetta 2 just sitting on the fucking yep. shelf.
1: We were talking because, about it on Thursday Night Throwdowns, about that uh, that place in San Antonio, I believe, that his their inventory is humongous. Yeah, it's like their propaganda or something,
0: are, but their prices yeah, are the, absolutely obscene. Yeah. Like, that shit so. really annoys me. And in a place like San Antonio, like, where there's multiple uh, mm-hmm. video game shops... You're only an
1: hour from Austin, too.
0: That's true. That, too. Like, in Northern Virginia, there's only three places where you can get retro video games off the top of my head. You know, there's Sages, Mm. there's Second and Charles, and then there's East Starland. East Starland's going to have your weird shit, right? Second and Charles is the corporate overlord. They're going to price gouge you to fucking oblivion. And then you go to Sages. Sages may not have the best prices, but at least... Like he's personable and you appro- yeah. you could approach him and be like, hey, man, I know that you have this price here, but this is the prices that I'm seeing online. And yeah. you can work with him. You can actually negotiate with them.
1: Yeah. And you're not just saying that because you're friends with him, but.
0: <laughs> no, it's 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 my experience I'm with him. That's which is the right, reason right. why I continue to go back to him, because if I didn't, I would just stick to eBay because I can bullshit That's on no eBay. Fun. It's <laughs> No, it's not. It's not fun. And on top of that, you don't have people looking out for you. I would not have never gotten my copy of Gotcha Force for the GameCube if it wasn't for him. He held on to it for me. Yeah. So there you so go. So when I
1: come up for MAGFest in, shit, what did we say, like, less than two weeks, Uh, we need to go check out one of these places.
0: I don't care if we check out our, all three. Apparently, fucking Jason wants to go down to East Starland. And East Starland's not that bad. They have a lot of really good imports. Oh really? Nice. Yeah.
1: So I'm trying to mitigate the coughs on the mic. So <laughs> it's fine.
0: It's fine. Everything is fine.
1: Uh, but yeah, that's that's. Uh, we need to make up a new series. That's what our first series could be. Is price gougers exposed?
0: Oh, that it's shit's just... <laughs> going on a fucking YouTube channel. I swear to God.
1: Yeah. Just pull up a camera and be like, "What do you think about price?" <laughs> like it's like. <laughs> just, uh, get I took my that store. shit
0: to Twitter and Chris was just like, "Wait." Isn't Bayonetta uh, too expensive? And I'm just like, it, it was. No, it was once upon a time. I remember when that shit happened. That's like one of the two times I've ever seen uh, a used copy of a game that recently came out was more mm-hmm. expensive than the new copy at a GameStop. I've seen yeah, that for that Xenoblade Chronicles, which yep. that game reached almost $120. Mm-hmm. And then Bayonetta 2, when I saw it for 80 bucks,
1: That's crazy. That's crazy. It's goofy, man. You're the reason, though, that I can't go into a store and just ride out buy something. I have to pull my phone out and go to Game Value now. And if I don't get, there's some places I've gone into that I don't get service on my phone, and I'm just like, okay, I'm not buying anything here today. And I, just I walk I'll, out. I'll
0: fucking walk like a mile to get Game Value now to come up or Video Game yeah. Price Charts to come. I, up.
1: I don't want to get, I don't want to get shafted again. <laughs> I've been shafted before, and I don't want to again. I will say
0: this about those sites. There's only like one or two times when I've looked at them and I said, no way. And I still like don't believe certain things. Did you know that they had a uh, a I think I want to say it's either a DS or a 3DS game. It was Garfield's Kart Racing. They had it listed for over two thousand dollars.
1: Oh, that's because of some shitty eBay stuff.
0: Fucking year. Yeah, because that's how they base their algorithm on.
1: Yeah. It's the same with TCG player with magic cards. Yeah, like you'll see somebody like pricing something really high because one like you'll see like three stores pricing it for normal price and then one store is pricing it for unseen amounts of money. So it fucks up the median and everyone and it, people think it's worth more than it actually is. And it's not. So that's was, what happens with it. Those are buyouts.
0: There's this crazy story um, when I used to listen to the completely unnecessary podcast. That's uh, it was Ian who used to work at Luna Games, which was a store that I used to frequent when I was living in uh, San Diego, and Pat the NES Punk because he lives in Southern California. And Ian was telling the story of uh, there's this Game Boy uh, shoot 'em em up uh, I, forget, I forget the name of it. It was like a $5 game, and just over time, this guy just started buying multiple <laughs> copies of it. And yep. he would put it up, and it was just like $6.50. And that would get sold. And then you sell another one $7. That would get sold and be like $9. It, a, it, it eventually became a $25 game.
1: All because of him.
0: All because of him in like 2014. I don't know if it's come down since then, but he was that's just a like, that's fucking no.
1: investment, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: But he was just like, no, that's a $5 game. And apparently the guy came out, and I don't know if this is true, but allegedly the guy came out and he was just like, yeah, this is how fucking scumbag resellers manipulate the market and this was happening around the time that the bubble just kept on expanding and expanding and expanding mm. for video games because i started going all in on purchasing old school video games like being part of the retro community back in 2010 2011 right around the time mm. that i first joined the marine corps and that was the year 2011 in which the bubble started to expand big time when prices started to go up like a
1: motherfucker yeah so. I mean I'm still in the I'm still in the running for trying to find a Pokemon Platinum that's not going to break my wallet. So Platinum.
0: That's like a $50 game.
1: Yeah, 45 to $50 where it I mean it's also Pokemon. So Pokemon games hold their fucking value.
0: Yeah, you're going to pay a premium on that no matter what you do.
1: Unless you go to eBay and I was like, "Hey, this one's only for $20." And I looked at it, I was like, "That's a repro." That's a I can bootleg. tell you that right now. That's bootleg. a bootleg and a heartbeat. Which, look, man, I, mean, I don't as long as it plays,
0: <laughs> that's what I say. I don't judge anybody for buying a bootleg Pokemon game because look, I know that they're expensive. Um just know that you're not going to get the the battery, the time-based events. Like cuz for anything starting from uh Gen 3. and I don't know if Gen mm-hmm. 4 or 5 has the same issue, but it was notorious for Gen 3. Maybe Gen 2 as well. There's a internal battery in there that operated yeah. a clock and you couldn't get whale Lord unless you had the the battery active for Gen 3.
1: I mean, there's some Pokemon that you can only catch it because uh, Gen 2 is when they brought in day and night cycles. Yeah. And uh, you could only pick, I know you can only catch like spinner racks at night. So if that battery's not working for the time and the time's not working right, then I guess you could theoretically never catch that Pokemon. I so.
0: think that you were able to fly home and change the clock. I think that, that was that the way what it
1: got is around it. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you say that. Yeah. Could you go up to a little analog clock up on the wall and you could change it? Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, man, that's the that's that's when you start realizing once you become a collector. And I've started slowly start collecting games, too, is it's not so much like, oh, I want this from a collection, so I'm just going to pay the full premium. You're also chasing the deal. Yeah, you want to be able to brag and be like, "Oh, I got this fifty dollar game. I talked them down to like thirty bucks, Cause that's or something like that."
0: That's part of the fun. Just like the stories that you end up like being a part of when yeah. you find yourself in the community. Because it's it's the hunt, the thrill of the hunt, so to say, in the most nerdiest oh, yeah. fucking terms. Because oh, yeah. it's like you're trying to find, you know, a hidden gem or a holy grail and find that poor fucking sap that has no idea what they have and you completely rip them off that is the it true sucks. definition of being a retro game collector
1: yeah yeah i mean if you want to if you wanted to be the nice guy you'd be like hey this is worth 50 bucks and they'd be like oh well every once in a while you might get that person to be like well i you were honest with me so i'll still sell it to you for 10 that ain't Call always them gonna happen
0: fucking sap that's what they are
1: well, that's like the yard sale grandmas that don't know what they have. And you're just like, hey, I'll buy this box for like five bucks. And they're like, okay. And then you get home and it was worth like a 100 Like there's a guy on YouTube. I can't remember his name, but I used to be in his Discord. Uh, he just – that's how he, – he, he shows like tutorials on how to fix old systems and old games. But he also has like his weekly pickups because he goes yard sale on every week. And he goes to flea markets every week and all that stuff. And he's gotten like – just even just cables, like cables for old systems. Like he's just got like a he'd be like, I'll buy this whole box for ten bucks. They're like, sure. And he's got like OG like Super Nintendo cables and like Sega cable, like all those that like you'd have to pay a pretty good price. Like people will pay extra money for to get those original cables with an eBay bundle rather than a third party cable. Mm-hmm. So. He just makes his money off of that. But like I said, it's it's the hunt is what it is, really. Like, even a deal, like, even with new stuff, you're just like, oh, like, you know, if you got, the, like, a collector's edition of whatever, it's normally $100, but I got it for 50 bucks. You're just like, yeah. all right. And someone will be like, oh, did you need it? And like, no. Well, that's like I said. I bought fucking, I have four R-Wings. You can see them behind me right now. I have four R-Wings because those games are, dude, so the best buy we went to- dumb. The best buy we went to today, I we were back in like the movie section and I looked up and there was just like twenty five of the Atlas things on the top shelf. I'm like, so this is where they this is where dreams come to die. So <laughs> That's so but upsetting. That's the thing. She's like, oh, this is a $70 package. I got it for $10. And then someone's yeah. like, Well, this is it a good game. I'm like, yeah, it's a good game. It just didn't do well. Yeah, you so, just need to buy one. Yeah, it's ten bucks. Like I'm I'm glad that Ubisoft
0: decided that they would stop supporting Starlink after they released their Star Fox DLC or their Star Fox update. Before uh, it'd be
1: worse if it was before that.
0: Yeah, no, that would be terrible. After, after they released, it. I don't know if they said before, um, but no, I I feel what what you, uh, the guy that you were describing. I feel that uh, now that I'm coming towards the end of collecting at least in my opinion i've collected i want to say 90% of the games that i wanted to uh Jeez. now i just go out and find anything that's weird and quirky like that's my new thing uh we know <laughs> yeah <laughs> like if you find me some crazy ass bullshit then then i'll buy it but outside of that if i see somebody uh just out in the wild they have something that i already own and they're trying to sell it for 10 bucks or 20 bucks and be like yo either I'll buy it off of you for 50 or 60 or I'm going to tell you you need to go get that evaluated cuz you have some money on your hands. Yeah. Don't don't be fucking yourself over. Right. But that's I don't even know how we got to that, but that's that is okay.
1: We we're talking about stores. Yeah. What else did you do this week?
0: <laughs> uh I got back into Dark Souls 3. I have been trying to get one of my friends into Dark Souls. For at least a year and a half. And I bought her uh, the Fire Fades edition for Dark Souls 3. And I'm like, you know what? Let me boot up my old copy. Well, first off, my copy on Steam apparently didn't save to the fucking cloud. And I was all the way up to the Ring City on just regular new game. So that was mildly disappointing. But I was just like, you know what? That's okay. Yeah, but you get to start over now. I could start over and that's okay. dark souls three or dark souls in general is just one of those games where I don't mind starting over because it is one, a gorgeous fucking game. And yeah. two, it's always hard. So yeah, cause you forget it. Cause you forget <laughs> everything. I, I, I do pretty well, especially in the first areas I do pretty fucking well, but then I'm just like, you know what? She's not here to play with me. She's run out of embers. She's off trying to, you know, do her own thing and get past the Lothric wall.
1: Let uh, me. I you were gonna say the the swamp crag. No, the swamp. No, not the swa-
0: <laughs> the, that no, no. She saw me those like running. Terrifying, into those, and I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. She's like, what is that? And I look behind. I like look behind myself, move the camera, <laughs> and you just see the fucking crab coming down the way. I'm like, oh shit, get away. Yeah. Um but no, I booted up my PS4 version of Dark Souls 3, which I am in New Game Plus 2. I beat that game twice and here's the thing about just Dark Souls in general, I have never completed a a full playthrough. When I consider a pull a pull, a full playthrough is beating base game but also completing Ashes of Ariandel and the Ring City.
1: Oh yeah, I've never done that either.
0: I've never done the Ring City at all. Like I just got to the Ring City, which is a gorgeous area. Like when yeah, I was Yeah, that first, was
1: the better of the two.
0: Well, Ashes of Ariandel, that Sister Fried fight is really, really good. Oh, the final yeah. Like the, the the Sister Freed fight is like the reason why you play Ashes.
1: because yeah, Everything is, up to that is kinda like eh.
0: Yeah. Um, the area is kind of like whatever, but also fighting, I think the Gravekeeper's Champion, I believe that's his name, will unlock PvP. So that's ah, one reason why okay. you would play it because you need the Champion's Medallion. I think, I th- I'm not 100% sure. I think he drops an item that allows you to do P- PvP. But just that Sister Freed fight in general, it's got great music. It, the battleground is awesome. She's a great boss with three phases. It's. Yeah. It's fantastic. In New Game Plus 2, she is so fucking hard. I've beat her in regular-ass New Game by myself. That's fine. New Game Plus 2, that's some fucking bullshit. And I've gotten I've gotten <laughs> like an eighth of the way from killing her. And then she just fucking insta-kills me. It is infuriating. That's why I was just like, yo, Corey, do you have Dark Souls for PS4?
1: <laughs>
0: you didn't answer me! Oh, I thought I, no, I did.
1: I said you didn't did answer you say, me. You said you DS three, and I was like, I said I was like Dark Souls three.
0: I'm like, yeah, for PS four, and you didn't confirm or deny if you had it.
1: Oh, you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you might be right. Hold on, I'm I'm going through. You can keep on talking. So, no, uh, I did respond, you motherfucker. No, fucker. you didn't.
0: No, I'm I, I looking at it said. right here. It says so. Say? I said,
1: I said, Dark Souls Three question mark? You said, Yeah, you have it on PS4. I said, No, I think I only have it on PC. Whoa, I didn't see that. It was before your Manhunt uh, post that you posted in the chat. My oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. If I didn't oh, okay. see it, it's new to me. Fuck. <laughs> I was probably uh,
0: really because I went I would probably got tired of waiting on you. Well I have here's it the here, here's well.
1: the here's the backtrack. Here it is.
0: <laughs> I I didn't see it. I'm sorry for you.
1: <laughs>
0: but no, oh, I'm I'm making my way through DS three again. I wanna do a full complete run. Um and there's
1: already not a lot of people playing DS three anymore, so that'll that'll I might be get it, it. up. I might get it on PS4. I, 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 don't, I haven't played that game in a while. I haven't played it since Slash. Like around this time last year because I was streaming it on PC. And uh, that would be I'm a fun game to, to
0: stream. Just
1: that or Bloodborne. Just
0: going through it. I, I need I to. Bloodborne. I need to play Bloodborne. I have. I think I'm up to. I don't know if it's a wolf or this lady in white or some shit. It's like the second or third boss.
1: She's lazy.
0: She's, she's a bitch.
1: Yeah, you're in the cathedral.
0: Yes. Yeah, that. it's lady,
1: lady something with an A because she's like a wolf, like she's a beast. Yes, that. It's hard. It's super easy if you put a fire on your weapon because she's super weak to fire. Oh well, I didn't do that, and I keep on dying. Yeah, if you do that, so. she's still like you. Still got to you can't just like steamroller. You still got to like pay attention and stuff. But, uh, Lady Amala or something like that. So, but no, yeah, Bloodborne's looking no.
0: great. Now my friend is addicted to uh, to Dark Souls 3, and I want to start introducing her to Dark Souls like games. So you got your Salt and Sanctuary, the other two Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Neo, uh, especially with Neo 2 coming out, Sekiro, you got I guess you can count Lords of the Fallen, even though that game is Man. not not great. It's still a okay game.
1: Uh, yeah, go back to, a uh, Vicar Amelia, that's her name. Okay. Uh, but go back, what's really sad is I, my, my first one is I played, technically I played Dark Souls 2 when it first came out, and then I just stopped playing it, uh, but then I played Dark Souls 3 a lot when it came out, so that made me go back and play Dark Souls 1. And Dark Souls 1, you can, there is a hard point in that game where you get to it and you're like, oh, the developers ran out of time. Because the rest of this is just rushed, really, really badly. Because like the begin, like the first two thirds of that game is so fleshed out, like it's Mm -hmm. so good, it's so good. And then you get like towards the end, and it's just like, oh, you're in the skeleton ball area, like you're in, like all this stuff, and it just kind of rushes so quick. You're like in the giants area where it's all like dark, and then you're just like, oh, I'm at the final boss now, and it's kind of sad to see that. But that game is. Dark Souls 1 still fucking holds up. It's still good. It's hard for me to say
0: which one is better. Um, I like Soul- the opening to Dark Souls 1 a lot more. But yes. Dark Souls 3 is just infinitely, like like you said, more fleshed out. That is a Dark Souls 3 is game. the
1: one I give everyone that wants to start playing Dark Souls games. I give them Dark Souls 3 first. It's the easiest one. It's easy, yeah. It's the easiest one to get into, uh, but Bloodborne is my jam. Bloodborne is my jam, man. Like I would, I would, I really want a Bloodborne two on PS five, but I doubt that's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, there was people were teasing it. I want to say, I don't know if it was this past E three or what. I think it was this past one where they were saying like, "Oh, Bloodborne 2. I'm like,
1: don't you fucking lie to me. But well, they did it last year too. So yeah,
0: well, we're getting Elven Ring or Elden Ring. I think it's
1: El. Yeah, the George R. Martin, the Game of Thrones, Dark Souls. Uh, I'm all fucking. I'll play Dark Souls. If surprisingly enough, though, I haven't played Neo. I only played Neo a little bit. I haven't picked it up a whole lot.
0: So Neo is a really, really good game. That's another game that I haven't finished. I've gotten mm. quite a bit away as I have it both on PS4 and PC. Um, my roommate, I think, finished it. I'm not 100 percent sure. But yeah. he got pretty far in it, and that is a more technical, um, yeah, Soulsborne game. Yeah, um, there's a lot of equipment options. Uh, the the items that you use are a little bit more important. You can't just go and sword and board your way through it. Um, choices and weapons because you're not just limited to katanas. You have uh nodachi's and you got the 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 short swords I don't remember the actual term for that. You have a uh, kunai. You got, you got you got all the
1: wiiaboo stuff.
0: <laughs> you got, yeah, exactly. It's a weaboo's dream, especially the fact that you're playing like a white guy. So you're the fucking Daisian <laughs> <blonde-haired>. savior
1: <laughs> from Ireland. Like it's, it's like a what was that movie with Tom Cruise? Was the, the Last, last Samurai. samurai. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: the last samurai of the game. Um, oh God. But no, that game is fucking great. Like, it's it's tough, man. because have I have to know, it on PlayStation
1: 4. I got it for in free.
0: A, in addition to knowing, you know, your enemy's movements, you also have to keep track of your positioning. So... There's three stances that you have. You have your high, your medium, and your low. Your Mm -hmm. low is really, really fast, and it's really good on counters. Your medium is like your standard hits, but it's neither strong or weak against anything in particular except armor. And then you have your high stance, which is where you make your large swinging overhead attacks, and that's where you do a lot of damage. So Mm -hmm. you have to keep track of when you want to get into certain stances. Especially when you're fighting other samurai, because them be bitches. They <laughs> they are not easy at all. But they've got they've got these little creatures that you have to find in each of the overworld. And each area is new, and you just go through. You find them. You get a buff. If you find all of them, like you get buffs to just about everything. It's like your are attacking your health and your your cooldowns. It's Neo. I think does not get enough recognition for mm-hmm. everything that it does because it's made by Koei Tecmo. Ah, okay. I think that there's a stigma. Like honestly, I do. I think that there's a stigma on Neo because it's made by Koei Tecmo. And it's not they don't make the the gritty games like yeah. from software does, you know? Right. Heavily underrated. You should go, you should definitely go play it.
1: Once my PlayStation 4 is done, I'll make sure to download it back on there. So.
0: Yeah. Um I have not seen The Rise of Skywalker yet. I think the Neither next I. podcast that I do, I will go see it, but I have heard some of the rumors and I am not happy.
1: I've heard I've heard both sides. I've heard the I've heard some of the rumors and they were pretty bad. Uh I've heard other people say like they liked it so much they were going to see it again. Uh, the,
0: the way that I've heard it explained is that if you're going in to just enjoy a movie and a casual watch, rise of Skywalker checks all the boxes. I don't think I can do it though. It's exciting. It's, uh, it's very explosive. It's, there's a lot of, a lot of shit going on, especially in the second half of the movie.
1: Knowing what I know, I can't push that out of my head because there'll be a point where I'm like, I'm just going to watch this just to enjoy it. I'll be like, why the fuck did that happen? And I'm just going to be like, I can't do it. Like, I analyze movies too hard and now mm. it sucks. It's a burden.
0: <laughs> you know, being the Star Wars fanboy that I am and, you know, watching all of the movies, I'm just going to be sitting there and be like, fucking why? Like, Why? <laughs> With the rumors that I heard, it completely undoes The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is a bad movie. Don't get me wrong. But... Your movie
1: shouldn't do that?
0: (laughs) If you're making a three-part series, you know, you have your part one, The Force Awakens, and you have your part two, The Last Jedi, and you know, The Last Jedi starts exploring these plot points, albeit they're bad
1: they, they start exploring
0: there's exactly how do you wrap them up you you see them to their completion not say oh yeah that person was lying or no that's complete bullshit oh we're just gonna completely forget about that this is no longer important important we're just gonna kill off a character and be done with it no that's the wrong way to go about doing it because now what you're saying is that in your three-part trilogy episode eight doesn't matter you don't have to watch it And from what I've heard retconning it. (laughs) Yeah. They've retconned it. So Jesus, according to, I want to say, uh, Kathleen Kennedy, star Wars is going to move away from the trilogy style of making movies and now go towards the Marvel expanded universe type shit. So the movies that they make are going to kind of be like, they'll have their own storyline but they'll cross paths as they go and possibly go to one culminating event. That'd but, be cool. You know, I have hope for the future because how good Mandalorian is. Um, you know. I'm waiting
1: until it finishes and then I'm gonna get caught up.
0: Yeah, and that's fine. Next the twenty seventh. That's when I say start watching it.
1: Yeah, I get well I I watched up to episode three, so I'll probably have it watched before Magfest so we can talk mm-hmm. about it. Um but you know we'll we'll have to see.
0: A lot of people that I <laughs> that I respect came out of that and was like, "Uh, what happened to the rest of the series?" Because it completely fucks it up,
1: and that's Yay. all I'm going to say about it for right now. But that's it. Let's go to the news. Uh, I'll grab this first one. Sure. All right. So on our uh, we got f- about four news articles this time. Uh, the first one we got is modern warfare. Well, modern warfare. Uh, it's okay. Modern warfare will show you your kill death ratio but they want that sweet fat cash first. So uh, man uh, modern warfare finally offers players the ability to see their death count during matches but what was once a staple of call of duty feature now comes at a price. So uh, Infinity Ward has removed the kill death ratio tracker in the game, meaning you can't see how many times you've died or killed people. That's a big problem when you're playing, you know, deathmatch, where if you realize a lot of people will be looking at their death counter and be like, oh, I'm playing a little too aggressively. Uh, My ratio for the team is a little high. I need to back off a little bit. You know, let's back up and all that Uh, that you can't really do that because it wasn't originally in the game but it is something that should have been in the original game but now you got to pay 20 bucks to get. <laughs> what what <do> you, what?
0: <laughs> I think I got lost in what you were saying uh, a little bit.
1: What do you mean you're playing too aggressively in a de- team deathmatch game? Like okay, when I say too aggressively, you're playing too aggressively where it's getting you killed too much. And you need to try and back off and like start th- Thinking about, you know, strategizing instead of just Leroy Jenkins it right into the middle of a fray.
0: Okay. I feel you on that because. No, I'm not saying like, oh,
1: I killed too many.
0: Let me back off a little bit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, no, because there's for me. I don't think I need a kill death tracker to tell me that I'm dying too much when I'm playing the actual game. And I know I'm fucking trash at like first person shooters. So, but I got you. I got you on that. I understand now.
1: Uh, The tracker will now be available in the in-game store in the Mother Russia bundle, which, of course, I really should have let you do this story. I don't know why I I (laughs) took it, but uh, for $20, you get a slew of cosmetic and game altering items, including the time to die watch, which will track your kill death ratio for you. Uh, I think that isn't the watch itself a fucking joke in the Call of Duty franchise.
0: I have no fucking idea.
1: I like I I don't know enough about it, but I heard something and I think it might have been from Giant Bomb where they were talking about like there was a watch that was in one of the Call of Duty like reveals or something like that. So then it became a meme of like, "Oh, we want more. We want new watches we can wear and all this other shit." And I don't know if this is like a slap in the face to them to be like, "Now you have to pay for this and this is the watch you want, but you're going to pay us money." So I don't know. I don't know enough information about it. But also, this this item specifically, so if you didn't want to pay $20 for the whole bundle, and you're just like, oh, maybe the watch is just ch- cheaper by itself. No, you can only get it in the bundle. No, that's some cock-sleeve bullshit. <laughs> cock-sleeve? Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is shitty. This is real bad. Uh, I mean, if the kill-death ratio thing matters to you, this sucks. I mean, if it doesn't matter, then I guess this really doesn't affect you. But this is kind of a shitty thing to do. This is like a basic function that's been in every other Call of Duty game. And now they just took it out just to be like, hey, we want your money.
0: Not only like every other uh, Call of Duty, like every other fucking first person shooter. That yeah. has a Competitive deathmatch. Like a I, eye. <laughs> I hope it doesn't become the norm. That's all oh, I'm God, gonna say. Yeah. I hope it doesn't. That sucks. Then that would be really fucking annoying. And granted, I don't play a lot of first-person shooters.
1: No, but... I don't either. But the community has been outreaching to, or reaching out to, you know, the developers and just like, hey, this is something we need. This is something we want. And just for them to scumbag it up and be like, oh, we got it for you. But you, ne- it's like a, it's like. You see those not like, not like in Aladdin where like you make a wish and all your dreams come true and all that other stuff. Like I think there's a stick like a not a stigma, but there's like genies aren't always like supposed to be good in folklore. They're actually like devious because they'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, I want a million dollars. It's like, all right, here's your million dollars, but you're also wanted by the government because you stole a million dollars from somebody. You're just like, oh, uh, it's uh, I, this is the, probably the second time I brought this movie up. But there's a movie with Brendan Fraser and Elizabeth Hurley called Bedazzled, where he makes a deal with the devil, who is Elizabeth Hurley, and he she, he gets, I think, like seven wishes. And his, one of his first wishes is like, oh, I want to be an athlete like an all-star athlete so he's like this basketball player and all this other stuff like he's amazing at it he's doing an interview with this lady and she's like you know it starts getting flirty and all that stuff and he's in the locker room in his towel and she goes well why don't why don't we see what you got going on down there and he opens it up and he's got like a small wiener (laughs) and it's like you didn't specify what exactly what you wanted so yeah uh this is just yeah this is just shitty like, I feel bad for the people that are having to deal with this. So That's all I, I like got. It,
0: <laughs> I liken it more to the term highway robbery. Yeah. Um, it's not something that they're necessarily forcing you to do. But especially when you've been asking for it over and over and over again, because it's a feature Just that shitty. you took out. You know, you, you put it behind a paywall. Twenty bucks get, with a bunch of bullshit. Not only cosmetic, but from the looks of it, uh I did see a few weapons in there that you can only get through that. So I don't know what that's all about. I'm not trying to go down that rabbit hole. I've expressed my opinion yeah. on DLC that affects gameplay in competitive games.
1: But I get Fallout seventy six vibes from this. Mmm. You know how Fallout, 76 Fallout 76
0: had hackers just completely fucked that shit up and put Fallout 4 assets in there. No,
1: I'm talking about. I don't about think it's on like, the same level. I'm just talking about like assets that should be in the game, but now they're something you have to pay to have in the game. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. When we were talking about like the junk bot and all that stuff from when we were talking about Fallout 76 last time. Yeah. and uh,
0: That's just AAA development at this point now. So
1: Yeah. But people still, people, the sad thing is people will pay it. So we, we we talk about it every week almost and it's it's never changing. So
0: we have nothing good to say.
1: Not about this one we don't. Maybe not so much on this next one either.
0: <laughs> no, this is pretty sad. So the studio this is that really saved sad. Sonic the Hedgehog is shutting its doors. Uh moving picture moving picture company, the Vancouver studio that brought us the Lion King, The Watchmen, The Call of the Wilds, Sonic the Hedgehog, and also won an Academy Award for the Life of Pi. Has shut its doors.
1: Life uh, of Pi co- is such a good movie.
0: I have not seen it. I've heard nothing but good things.
1: It's very, very good. That and uh, it's you probably have you ever seen the movie uh, Big Fish or something like that? I think it's I Big love Fish. that fucking movie. It's from the same like creators uh, that uh, Life of Pi is from the creates a lot of the creators from Big Fish.
0: That. That's such a fucking good movie, man.
1: It's really cool over the top, like stuff. Like, yeah, it's Mm kind of like how the grand Budapest hotel is and all that stuff. too.
0: Oh my God. I love that fucking movie.
1: (laughs) Of all the movies I talk about, you, you watch these.
0: (laughs) I don't know how to explain it. Like I'm into like the quirky shit. When I do see a movie, it's not like action or any of that nonsense. It's, these fucking rando movies i don't know that's my
1: dad i mean my dad growing up that he watched all these and i mean i remember watching subtitled movies because he used to watch movies in different languages like he used he i remember vividly he doesn't i actually brought it up to him recently and he doesn't remember it but we watched a movie called delicatessen and it's an old it's like a french movie where you it's you know all in french where it's like a post-apocalyptic world and it's kind of post-apocalyptic and these guys these this family owns a delicatessen and come to find out the guys, you know, like where are you getting your meat? No, it's, it's very sweetie Todd esque and all that. So yeah, I can dig it. But dad, he doesn't remember that, but I'm just like, you remember that movie we watched? He's like, no, why do you? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know, man. Uh,
0: anyway, moving on to
1: the bad moving
0: picture company or MPC as I'm going to call it from this point on. Okay. Uh, they've cited increasing external market pressures as well as a more attractive opportunity in other locations as its motivation. Uh, so far, about 80 employees will be infected during this immediate holiday season. Uh, as In 2013, it had over 800 artists that worked out of the Vancouver studio itself. Damn. Uh, citing competitive pressures, the company told employees that they will have a chance to join parts of the uh, of the company in other locations. MPC has been in the news as of late for the redesign overhaul of the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog film, along with uh, stepping up to contribute to Universal's upcoming Cats, which I heard that's a terrible fucking movie.
1: Uh, I've heard a lot of the CG stuff is like one minute there'll be a regular hand and then the next scene it's foot covered in fur. And I'm just like, ooh, yeah, that whole movie is supposed to be those people are covered in fur. <laughs> so I apparently Eldris
0: Elba is in that, mil- that movie. Yeah. Yep. And he said that they had to go to cat school. And so for like an hour a day, everyone would get into the spandex and just start rubbing up on each other. Ooh, that's that's
1: like, just go you're see the Broadway play. Reason. Just go see the Broadway play. I don't even know if that's active anymore. I think it's still it might be. It might. It's one of the longest running Broadway plays I remember.
0: Yeah. Um, But in addition to cats, they also did Disney's Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and they also contributed to Warner Brothers' Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Mm -hmm. Uh, Employees close to the situation claim that they were pushed to work on two infamous projects, likely Sonic and Cats, uh, pulling anywhere between 10 and 17 hour shifts and multiple days without a day off. It's
1: kind of like the Bioware situation all over yeah. again. We said this the minute that, the we, that we, 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 we called it. I mean, we're not the only ones that called this. But mm-hmm. the minute that we saw that Sonic was going to get the redesign, we were like, everyone's like, yeah! And then we were like, yeah, but that's going to be real bad for those special effects artists. Like They're about yep. to like work their ass off. I didn't expect they were going to get fired right after it, but... <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that had to have been an expensive job, man. Uh, but there's more on that a little bit further down. Uh, yeah. The ind- the individual said that if you wanted to stick to an eight-hour day, you needed to get permission, and a damn good one. Uh, if the company felt that you your reasoning wasn't satisfactory, they would just label it as unauthorized absence and penalize you for it.
1: That's bullshit.
0: Yep. They continue to call out MPC as employees. As employees who worked really hard to get this work out the door for MPC and they are generally ashamed that they are happy that MPC is happier prioritizing their profit margins and tax incentives over insane talent and commitment to hundreds of dedicated VFX uh, artists in Vancouver. I honestly felt insulted like I've given MPC all of my time and in return they gave me the finger. Uh, Some rumors have circulated that the redesign of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that pushed the company overboard uh, was the reason, some citing that it cost $35 million to do the redesign, pushing the budget all the way up to $125 million. Uh, However, there are sources close to Paramount that state that the redesign only cost them $5 million, as VFX uh, workers, when they showed off the trailer, that was the only work that they had done.
1: They hadn't, yeah, like, I think that and, like, I think uh, Sketch has talked about it before, too, on podcasts. They had done, like, promotional shit, but that was Mm -hmm. the only actual special effects stuff that they saw or that they they, had
0: done. they made the trailer, and then they were moving forward with their plans, and then the backlash began, and that's when they were like, oh, okay, maybe not.
1: Which is a good thing, because I think we theorized too, like, oh, shit, what if they've already done, like, half the movie? and they're like oh no now we have to redo like more than half the movie but luckily let's just hope that it was just the trailer that got screwed i think
0: that that's more of an accurate statement the five million um because i would have assumed that the actors may maybe would have said something on twitter because think about it it took them four months uh, to de- de- They did a four-month delay on the movie. It was supposed mm-hmm. to come out in September. The movie was announced in May, I want to say. So that would have gave them three months of work, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, And then they I pushed thought- the movie back.
1: Maybe it was June. Maybe it was June when it was announced. It was announced in June. And it was supposed to come out in no- November. Okay. And then it got pushed to Valentine's okay, Day.
0: Maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah. Um. I don't. We don't, I don't have know. gangsters paradise anymore. <laughs> Thank God. Thank fucking God.
1: I love that song, but it doesn't fit. <laughs> no,
0: it doesn't. But it sucks. I'm hoping that they they find work as soon as possible. That's all I can yeah, say. Yeah, because For we see to, that
1: they can do work, good work with short amounts of time. <laughs> yeah. But like, working, I mean,
0: any any group of people that has a chance to work with Tyson Heese, uh is cool in my book.
1: It's true. Thoughts and prayers. Oh God! Sorry, I listened <laughs> I listened oh, to an, an uh, I listened to an Anthony Jeselnik uh, skit about that. And that's been in my head all day. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, hopefully they can. Like I said, hopefully they'll find some work. Uh, it just it's a shitty it's a shitty hand to be dealt. Like yeah. it was just like shit after shit after shit. So, uh, moving on. Sony announces. Hold on, let me pull my article up. So Sony announces the back button attachment for the PlayStation 4. And we all ask, why? Why is this coming out now? Uh, this is this is fucking dumb. So with almost a year out before the PlayStation 5 release, Sony, in their infinite knowledge, that feels like something you put in, announced a new peripheral <laughs> for the PlayStation 4 DualShock 4 controller. Are you reading it off of my docket notes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that what you sent me. me. That's <laughs> what you sent me. So, uh, yeah, this is dubbed the DualShock 4 back button attachment. Uh, you can step up your game with two additional mappable buttons for your controller. The next bullet point just says why, period. So that's good. <laughs> uh, the attachment offers 16 different functions to map the back, back button attachment and can save up to three different profiles. I button. made every attempt possible to say
0: back button attachment over and over. And over. I know.
1: It's getting <laughs> I, again, I don't know why I'm reading this one. But it features a compact digital screen. No, you have to say it. <laughs> the BBA, <laughs> the the back button attachment features a compact digital screen and can scroll through the profiles with a pre select with a preset of buttons. It was it's supposed to be a press of the button, but I got so flabbergasted away that I forgot another S. I tried, but woof. Also, I don't know why you hyperlinked all this, but <laughs> it wasn't hyperlinked. So no, when it I was write hyperlinked my, for me. When I write
0: my notes, it automatically will follow the text color yeah, yeah. and the format of the other ones. It's not hyperlinked. Go ahead and try to click on it. It's not gonna take you to Reddit.
1: Oh, you're right. It's still stupid. <laughs> it
0: is dumb. that's my fault
1: yeah this is what your next bullet point is this is clearly a rip off of the Xbox Elite Wireless controllers which are superior to I, I love the play like I have my PlayStation 4 controller right here and I like the PlayStation 4 controller but those Elite controllers the bitches is nice those bitches are real nice I, I definitely
0: like my PlayStation 4 better but the Xbox One controllers are 100 times better than the PS4s. Well,
1: the Pro, the, specifically the Elite Pro controllers are just amazing. The D-pads are oh, better. Oh, absolutely. Like, the triggers absolutely. are amazing. Like the ones that come with their own little case and shit, and they're like half the price of a system. Yeah, those things are fucking phenomenal. Uh mm-hmm. Others also think that this might be an attempt to bring the PlayStation Four controllers up to speed with the PlayStation Five controllers, which are rumors circulating that the DualShock Five might have these features. Uh, these are features are already present on the Scuf Infinity Four PS Pro controllers. That's spelled correctly, I promise. Okay. So SCUF oh yeah, the makes, scuffs. yeah, yeah, I yes, remember.
0: They make third-party. Uh, high-end PS4 and Xbox One controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have the extra triggers on the back. Yeah. But they charge $150 for them. So I saw,
1: a, I saw a tweet on Twitter that was just like, this is one little stretch in the middle away from just being an N64 controller. That's what this is right here. <laughs> you just stretch that little... You pull it down, give it a little wiener, and then it's just a fucking N64 controller. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I just...
0: I don't see the appeal to having extra buttons on the back cuz I have
1: a we're not competitive.
0: Well not even. I mean like maybe fighting games, I can see that being a thing. <laughs> but even beyond that, um you know, I have a Xbox like OG Xbox controller. Um, oh the, the boss. You'll see it. No, no no, I don't know if it's a boss. But the old the OG Xbox third party controller, it's oh, okay. the shape of two pistols. And they're put together. And they have the control sticks and you of have course. your your fingers are the triggers, but on the back are four buttons, two on each side, and you have to press the buttons with your uh, your middle ring and, and pinky? ring finger. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fucking weird. That's, that's so I fucking... bought it because I wanted to play 13, which 13 okay. 13's, 13's a pretty decent game. Yeah, it's okay. Um but I I saw that controller and I I gotta have it. How much is it? And they were like, I don't know. I've never seen this fucking monstrosity before. It just showed up first. Yeah, it just showed up one day. Like, nobody sold it. They sold it to me for like five bucks.
1: But that thing is huge. (laughs) The deal. (laughs) There's so much shit you're gonna have to show me. Like, we've been talking up so much shit all year. You're like, when you come up, you're gonna have to see this shit. Like, I've, I've got some dumb bullshit, man. I got some really dumb bullshit, but
0: bottom uh, these, line with this
1: shit is just like, why? why? Like, I just like just why? Just focus on the here's, fucking PlayStation five. Here's the thing. It's 30 bucks. I'm going to buy one. I'm going to see what it's about. I mean, I guess 30 bucks. You're not out too much. I've spent nah. 30 bucks on stupider shit. It says it's just supposed to snap in. I think uh, it snaps in through. The, oh, in the port. The little ports at yeah, the bottom. Yeah,
0: because they like outside of the the headphone jack that's on there. There's also another port next to it, it's and a when
1: data extension port.
0: Yeah, so Tiff hooked up a uh, a keyboard when we used to play Final Fantasy 14 ah, on so we yeah. the PS4. Um, so I know it has like some sort of functionality. Mm. I was just like, why wait till now? This is something that should have came out in like 2016. It's got like a Amy little digital screen
1: on it and it shows you shit yeah
0: so. it, it's it probably looks like super nice and no one's gonna fucking buy it
1: that'd no be one. pretty cool if you could like customize it like with the dreamcast vmu <laughs> yeah can i get that'd a weed dope. leaf on this yeah <laughs> oh that'd be great uh but yeah. yeah bottom line is just like why all right sure when's it supposed to come out Uh,
0: late January. So we are about a month away from this shit
1: storm coming out. I got to save up, man. So, uh, man. Anyway, so speaking of shit storms, I've always thought Redbox was a shit storm. I never
0: really got into the whole Redbox thing that said, like, I was like, no, I buy my games and I keep them. I don't want to rent them because what if I I want to go back to it again?
1: I used to work at Hastings and that's where we would rent our movies. And then when Hastings closed, all the red boxes were filled up with the meth heads and I didn't want to deal with the meth heads. So I was like, I'll just rent this off of, you know, I'll find it somewhere. You're right. <laughs> Every single fucking red box that
0: I've ever the, tried walking up to it, it. There's always like some fucking crazy trying to get Because They're, they're
1: at wall. I've seen them at Walmarts. They're mm-hmm. at Walgreens, maybe yep. CBS's and other places. Uh, okay. I mean Walgreens and CVSs are the exact same story. You know the history of CVS and Walgreens? You want to know why no. there's always like a CVS across the street from a Walgreens? Why? I think I think the rumor is, and I, I say rumor because I don't know for a hundred percent fact, but I think one of the the owner of Walgreens. Like, one of his ex-wives divorced him, and she was so pissed off at him that she went and made her own thing called CVS and makes sure to put CVS's across the street or Caddy corner or kitty corner, however you want to say it, across from Walgreens to fuck with the competition. Again, I say that's a rumor, but I really hope it's true. So she took half of his money and built the competition. <laughs> that would be a genius and now that i think about it i have never
0: seen a cvs without a walgreens invite right i've always been like why are these
1: and they're exactly the same store when you walk in them like down to the labels almost like the price labels yeah that's fucking weird i blew your fucking mind didn't i yeah but no
0: red box is for meth heads (laughs) red box is for meth heads yeah, There's our caption for the day.
1: That's it. Uh, That's it. Uh,
0: even on base, like, I, I first ran into Redbox when I was at uh, MCAS Miramar. And even even with those motherfuckers, like, the only Marines that would go up to it were the fucking shitbags. The, the weird ones. <laughs> the, the weird ones. The ones that had problems and were, like, getting kicked out. Them in the Navy. But everyone in the Navy is fucking weird.
1: So if <laughs> you if get those people a that'll just or a seal. Uh, I was going to say you get those scumbags too that take the movies out, learn how to take those inner circle barcodes off and they put them mm-hmm. on a blank disc and then they just put them on there and it shows that they returned it. So everything's good. And now they have a free movie. That's yeah, a that shit, thing. That shit happens all the time with Redbox, man. That shit's That's dirty.
0: Uh, anyway. The reason why they're in the news is because Redbox is exiting the video game business. Some Redditors, yeah, Some Redditors have noticed that Redbox kiosks are no longer offering video game rentals and that the company later confirmed on Twitter that they were pulling out. Uh, Some are making comparisons to the death of Blockbuster and marking it the end of physical distribution, with some speculating that the digital distribution system Mm -hmm. will over nearly 99% of the market by 2022. Reports currently show that 60 to 70% of all game sales for consoles were digital, which, if that's true, that's insane.
1: Yeah, that's really fucking insane. Uh... Uh,
0: There was a conversation that I had briefly... We talked about it last week with Scotty where, you know, he doesn't trust digital distribution because, you know, you see what happens with licensing and markets, marketing and uh like what happened with the Scott Pilgrim the game. That stupid We talk about it every week. <laughs> I guess we do.
1: I mean, uh, I, I always say it's not a great beat em up, but I love the aesthetic of that game.
0: The, the music's great. Yeah. Um but if the case is that digital sales are 60 to 70% of all console sales. Um this could be the last console generation that we see physical distribution that we see the, you know, physical media being inserted in there. And whatever comes after this could be just straight up digital. And that's going to gonna suck. Yeah, I mean I like it'll it'll things. it'll certainly uh put a cap on how much space I lose from now on when I go buying games because i have over 100 ps4 games i have maybe 30 or 40 xbox one games and i've almost completely filled up the shelf that i have my switch games on so yeah i mean i guess that's great i know that i'm gonna need to buy another shelf when the ps5 and the xbox comes out
1: like, that's I'm a fucking given. I'm wondering, too, uh, I wonder if Redbox owners... Because a lot of these are, like, franchised out. It's kind of like how subways are and shit now. Like, mm-hmm. Or they're like vending machines, but for movies. Like, anyone can just kind of, like, buy one and then put it wherever they want. They just have to advertise mm-hmm. the Redbox name. Uh, I bet you it's probably a lot cheaper to just buy movies than it is to buy games. Even at wholesale.
0: Uh, yeah. From what I understood when I was working... Uh, closely with game giant Um, back in the day uh, the wholesale price for video games for like super nintendo and nes was half value so you would sell a game for 50 or 60 dollars but you the store bought it for 30 more or less Um, then after the big boom With the Super Nintendo going on into the N64, the cost of video games rose to about $50 per product, which is the reason why we saw that slight increase creep up to $60 per unit. Yeah. Because, I mean, when Mario 3
1: came out, it retailed at $49.99.
0: Yeah. And back in the day, I I remember most games, not all of them, but most games were marketed at $49.99, especially Mm -hmm. for, like, the the uh the n64 games ps yep. ps1 games i think were a little bit cheaper i think the most common price that i saw was it's 40 between 40 and 50 dollars right
1: yeah. so around there.
0: but when the playstation 2 playstation 3 came out that's when you know i noticed a hard 60 dollar price tag on mm-hmm. everything and from what i was told The wholesale price for those games were either fifty or fifty five dollars a piece, which means they're only getting five dollars profit off of them. Damn. Which means it requires them to push out more units.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, like we said, like if you are in, if you want to just get games and you don't care about the quality they're in, you don't care if they have cases or manuals or anything like this. You can get some good deals right now. I mean, Jedi Fallen Order for forty bucks, Death Stranding for twenty five, and Spider Man for ten bucks. It's not bad. That's a steal. Yeah, but for people like you and me, that's not something that's up our alley. We don't want. We don't want a CD case just full of games. Did you ever know that person that would take their games out of their cases and put them all in? Itself? I
0: was that person at one point. Yeah, that was I one did, of the dumbest things ever. I did the dumbest thing. I still have regrets about it because I have big boxes sitting in my collection. Uh, I had a slew of PS1 and PS2 games that I I had the box for, but I was living with my wife's mother at the time, and I did not have the space. So in my infinite fucking knowledge, I'll just throw out the CD cases. Uh. Persona 4 final fantasy Ew. fucking that uh, hurts me dude it was the dumbest fucking shit that i've ever done like uh metal gear solid the the fucking legend of dragoon i had to go out and search for those cases on their own that is a fucking nightmare i thought that searching for like some hard to find video games was difficult nah bitch fucking finding the guts to your games is yeah. worse yeah. i don't know if I'm ever going to find the manual to gotcha force i don't and i don't Probably know how not. much I'm gonna to have to shell out for it because yeah. that on its own minimum 250 complete in box that people, manual is gonna go for like 70 80 bucks
1: yeah people know even now they're especially now they know that these manuals are worth money now it's it's stupid it's, it's, but, it's d- disheartening but yeah, this oh, no. doesn't go, really impact go buy me that much. Man, much. Yeah, go get Spider Man for ten bucks. Good game, it's a good game. So that's all we got for the news. Questions? We got the ones I saw, which I'm gonna let you pull them up because I can't really mess with my Discord because otherwise no, it messes it's, with your No, Yeah, it's Ken. fine.
0: Uh, uh, we got five from coming one from person, our boy Scotty. <laughs> uh, so Die Card Arcade. Is it the best Christmas video game? No? What is? Chris is gonna say Snatcher.
1: Is that a Christmas game?
0: Uh yeah. Take Snatcher place around is Christmas? indeed
1: on the day. Oh, that's right. When I listen to the podcast, it says it, it takes place on Christmas. Yeah, you're right. Uh, uh specifically Christmas games. I don't I can't really think of just like specific Christmas games unless they're just shit uh for what i saw with scotty uh christmas nights in the dreams is pretty cool but uh uh yeah
0: if i want to say what my favorite is um i'm probably going to lean in on fantasy star episode Fantasy star online episode one and two uh they had some cool christmas missions that you had to do okay
1: uh yeah Die Hard Arcade, that's not a bad, like, that's an okay game. That's fine. But I yep. can't really just think of, like, Christmas games that are good. I've seen a lot of just shitty bad Christmas games, so.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at the next question. So, who saved Christmas? Ernest, Sonic, Tim Allen, Reliant K, who else? Did, was Reliant K in something that I missed where they saved Christmas? Yeah, there's a, uh, let me pull it up. I I know what he's fucking talking about. I just can't put my fucking finger on it.
1: Because sadly, I have to admit that growing up as a kid, I had never watched one Ernest movie. Because my mom yeah, thought uh, my mom thought they were dumb and didn't let me watch them.
0: It it was stupid. Uh, they came out with an entire fucking Christmas album. I'm pretty sure that there was something that said "Relying K saves Christmas."
1: I I don't know. Kiss saves Christmas. There's that. <laughs> no. No, don't no. you know me? You have to. If we don't, we have to acknowledge that things exist. Otherwise, shit happens again. You know how that's how history works. <laughs> <laughs> if we just forget it, then it like that's like if we completely forget mm. the Holocaust, it's gonna happen again. It's terrible. It is. It's really bad. But that's exactly how it works. So, what were the choices like again, a- Ernest?
0: So the choices that he gave was Ernest, Sonic, Tim Allen, or Reliant K, or you could pick someone else. But I'm just noticing Reliant K has come out with at least two, maybe three different Christmas albums, which is what? more than I've seen any uh, rock or punk rock, pop punk band.
1: Are they becoming uh, Michael Bublé? <laughs> That's one of my I favorite love his things. his fucking voice. Michael Buble has got a you ever heard his songs that aren't Christmas? They're weird because you're just like, all right, where are the jingle bells coming in? (laughs) And they don't. You know,
0: I have never listened to anything that was Christmas from him. I think I may have listened to like one song. Yeah. I listened to Michael Buble just on his own shade. He was either covering somebody or he did something uh, original. And oh, Michael. he's, (laughs) He's good.
1: He's fine. I He's a voice. Yeah. Uh who saved Christmas? I don't know. Gizmo. Gremlins is a Christmas Giz- movie. <laughs> Gizmo saved Christmas. Yeah. No, uh, I mean I, I, I don't, still I never watched Ernest movies, so sadly, I feel like they're actually I watched Cinemassacre's review of uh Ernest Saves Christmas. And from what I saw from Ernest Saves Christmas is That movie should not have Ernest in it. Like People don't know why Ernest is in that movie because otherwise it's just like a really bad Christmas movie with Ernest Mm -hmm. just kind of sprinkled in. So, I don't know.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Tim Allen because I think the first Santa Claus...
1: The first Santa Claus is a a solid movie. It's a solid movie. Yeah,
0: it's not that bad of a movie.
1: The second and third one is like... uh uh but no I'll watch I'll watch that but I will
0: say tonight I am going to watch Sonic Christmas blast because I I still haven't seen it and that's the reason why I wasn't able to jump onto the podcast because I just didn't see it but I am I am intrigued.
1: So my wife's a little upset because normally whenever we go on Christmas Day we watch you know the Christmas story all day we just have it on in the background. And mm-hmm. we don't own it. I've told people they're like, "I want to buy it for you." I'm like, "I don't want to own it. There's no reason for me to own it." We watch it; it's on TNT for 24 hours, and uh, but we found out we don't have it. We don't have cable, and it's not on any streaming service. And Christmas is at our house on Christmas Day. Oh, so, you have to buy it. So now I think I might have to buy it on Blu-ray. But also, you like, have to buy it. Disney Plus has like the all the like in a playlist. They have all of the Simpsons Christmas episodes in a playlist. Uh, we have That's all these amazing. other, we have all these other movies that we could just kind of play in the background. And I'm pretty sure my mom's going to want to play like burger time on my retro freak and all that shit. Cause she loves that game. And, uh, and I couldn't get it set up last time she was here. So she, I don't know. We'll see. There's going to be a lot of cooking on Christmas too. But anyway, what's our next one?
0: Uh, what is a Christmas song that you despise?
1: There's a lot. There's a all lot of them. Good. I don't like a lot of I, cause I was just forced to listen to it growing up. Like I don't o- like Christmas. Once it, uh, once it hits like the day after Thanksgiving, down here, there's a radio station that plays it until the day of Christmas is over, like nonstop, twenty four hours. Like when I was younger, I used to like the Beatles. There was a Beatles Christmas song that I liked. Uh, for some reason, I really like the Mariah. Like, even to this day, the Mariah Carey Christmas song I'll still listen to. Mm-hmm. There's some, uh, the, are you familiar with the band The Temptations? Yes. There's some tempta- the older Temptations Christmas music that's pretty good. D. Snyder's uh, <laughs> twisted sisters. I still sisters.
0: haven't listened to uh, his solo album or his uh, his Christmas album.
1: It's, they got Old oh, Come All You Faithful," and it's just like the same beat as "We're Not Gonna Take It." <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no. One thing I
0: do play because my my wife makes me play Christmas music as we decorate the tree is she has me play Christmas music as we go ahead and do it. And the only like caveat to that is I have to play, "O Come, O Come, Asriel, which is to the tune of "O Come, Emmanuel," <laughs> uh-huh. and it's it's a death metal Christmas. Of course it is. Version of, of
1: it. Of course it is.
0: Because no one can have anything nice.
1: No, but uh, I like those goofy question. songs. So,
0: yeah, uh, Christmas song that you love. Well, yeah, um, we kind of answered that. You know what? It's not Christmas. It's more Hanukkah. But whatever Adam's. is at the end of the Adam Sandler animated Christmas Hanukkah movie. I don't remember what it oh, is. Oh,
1: boom, do dee 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 do. Boom, do do Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, eight, uh, eight crazy nights. That movie's great. There that's you go. That's what we're going to watch. I haven't watched that in forever. I love that. That's, that
0: movie's pretty good. That's what it is. In fact, Adam Sandler. Hanukkah. That's what's important.
1: Uh, yeah. So the lot li- there's so many different versions of the Hanukkah song. Uh, the live ones are really funny when he like starts making himself laugh when he's like saying who's a Jewish person. He's like OJ yeah. Simpson, and he goes not a Jew. <laughs> 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 yeah, the Hanukkah song is still pretty good. I like the Hanukkah song. I want uh, that in and- with the season. So
0: yeah. And lastly, best Christmas DLC.
1: I don't have uh, Nights into Dreams. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep saying that's not that. DLC. Oh well, yeah, you're right. I, I don't even
0: know any DLC. Is there a Christmas DLC? I'm uh, Monster for Hunter it. has
1: like Winter Festival stuff. I guess it's mo- a Christmas DLC. Uh, is there any fighting game? This DLC? one thing
0: that keeps on popping up is this thing called Mystic Messenger.
1: What? Uh, it's, it's an animu game. Mystic Messenger. Yeah, here it is. Wow, it's coming up real hard. It's all over. Um. Deactivate my ad blocker. No, thank you. Yeah, no, don't, don't do that. I guess there's some, like, GTA, there's a bunch of GTA stuff. There's some Dead Rising. Uh, like I said, Monster Hunter lately has done some cool winter stuff, so. Uh Shenmu apparently has a Christmas...
0: that's something that I've noticed. A lot of Sega IPs like OG Sega IPs. Do a lot of Christmas like stuff. Christmas stuff in it. Fantasy Ooh. Star, Sonic the Hedgehog, um in this case Shenmu. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh Animal Crossing has one. Like if you play yeah. Animal Crossing on December twenty
1: fifth. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was gonna say when we were talking about Super Mario three and the team. Like, that team ended up creating Mario Kart, Animal Crossing, Star Fox, like, not that team specifically, but, like, people from that team went off to make those games, like. Yep. Uh, uh, let's do a little caveat to that. What's a game that you wish had some Christmas DLC in it?
0: I'm not really a Christmas guy, but if I wanted...
1: Halloween. A uh, holiday DLC.
0: Holiday DLC, whatever. Um... I don't know. A lot of the games that I think of having Christmas inspired DLC already has it. Like your Final Fantasy 14 or your Fantasy yeah. Star shit even Like World the of more Warcraft. Social. Addict. Yeah, the the more sociable games, you know, where you actually go talk to people and shit. Because yeah. everyone's jumping on and everyone's in like the holiday spirit. yeah, uh, doing like your holiday quests and getting their hats or their their little costumes and shit like that. Their yeah. exclusive emoji or whatever. So um,
1: I don't really have an answer to that. I think that what exists is sufficient. Yeah. And it works. And like I said, I keep saying it, but like night, Christmas Nights in the Dreams really like I was like, this is pretty cool. This is like a lot of shit. Scotty streamed that Wednesday and there was mm-hmm. a lot. That's a lot of shit in a, in a demo disc. Like there's a lot of stuff in there. So and that acapella version of Dreams, that Dreams song is pretty good.
0: That apparently had, uh,
1: Scotty said was it was boys to men that did it. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's what he said on the stream.
0: I gotta see if that's in my Japanese version because I have uh, Nights Christmas Nights, but I have the Japanese version. I think he has the American version. So, yeah, I think he does. I, I don't too. know. I'm, I'm curious.
1: Let's see. But boys to men. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, Boys to Men, Dreams 1996 a cappella version. That's pretty cool. I mean, it was the 90s. So, there you go. Right on. That's pretty cool. That's dope. All
0: uh, right, man.
1: What's what 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 we got going on?
0: Nothing too much. Uh we are planning on taking next week off. Yes. Uh I do need To have a little bit of a recharge and want to spend some time with my family. It's right in between Christmas and New Year's. And then on top of that, MagFest is right behind uh, the day after New Year's Day. Yeah. So we're going to take next week off uh, and then we hit MagFest. The podcast will probably come out a little bit later. Yeah. um, In the week, maybe on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. I don't know.
1: Yeah. We're probably going to shoot for a Sunday recording on that one anyway, like a Sunday night recording. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then I take like Monday to recharge because I'm going to be fucking dead. For oh, yeah. Days of, like I got to go no, to the, the airport Fest. super
1: early in the morning from your house. So mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll get home around noon, but I'll still have to drive like two hours home. So that's going to be real fun. So, yep. But but
0: other than that, I've got some projects that I'm working on. So I will continue to work away at those both MacFest and personal. Yep. Uh, That's about it.
1: Yeah, I'm a part of at least one of those projects you're working on, so I need to work on that stuff too. Uh I'm still working on my takeover review. That probably won't come out until probably the beginning of the year just cuz there's so much stuff going on right now. And uh but yeah, that's going to be coming. We got some more next week. No stream on Tuesday for me. Uh that's Christmas Eve night. Uh on the 26th there will be a Thursday night throwdown. Uh, I'm thinking we we had something up in the air, but I think we sh- we should do shovel night showdown we got parsec down. we got uh we just need three people to because it's a four player game so uh and we can parsec it so not everybody has to buy it but if you already own shovel knight uh it's part of the treasure trove bundle so you just on and i checked it today too it gives you king of cards and showdown for free so nice uh but yeah we'll get that ready and like you said man just recharging getting ready for magfest because magfest is going to be dope We actually have a very, I don't know if we said what we're working on already, but we're working on something special for it. Uh, We're going to do our first podcast of next year is going to be us finally in the same room. So we won't have this. Oh, no, you go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. I'm just going to be like, fuck you. Stop talking. It's my (laughs) turn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, uh, happy holidays to everybody. Uh, Whatever you believe in, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah christmas anything even if you don't do anything like festivus yeah merry festive Festi- festivus from the rest of us festivus for the rest of us whatever i don't care like i'm going on vacation so <laughs> <laughs> y'all have a good week and happy holidays